What do the Pelicans need to do to win tonight's play-in tournament game against the San Antonio Spurs? Plus, what are the key matchups to watch? Let's break it down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Wednesday. It's game day, the play-in tournament game, do or die. It's basically a game seven. This is an elimination game, in a sense, for the Pelicans is they've got to beat the San Antonio Spurs to win, try and win one more game, stay alive to get into the eighth seed of the playoffs and a date with the Phoenix Suns in the first round. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for y'all, wherever you get your podcast and available on YouTube. No paywall, just Pelicans Talk Monday through Friday. No matter what happens in the playing tournament, we're going to keep going. This offseason is going to be fun. There's that Lakers pick. The Pelicans have a chance at a top four pick, too. They could get two top four picks. There's a lot to talk about this offseason as they try and look uh, make a leap from being a decent team now to really being a contender next year. And there are multiple paths for them to do it. But you still got to win this game tonight. So let's dive right into it, talking about the play-in tournament and the Pelicans' chances. Do or die against the San Antonio Spurs. So what are the biggest matchups? What do they need to do to win? Well, first and foremost for New Orleans, it's going to start with two guys. And this should be no surprise. Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. You've got to get them both going. You know, this is a team that doesn't get tons of opportunities to get out and run and get easy buckets in transition. And you need these guys to get their own shot, create their own offense, because frankly, there's not a ton of other guys on the team that are capable of carrying the Pelicans to a victory. At least one of these guys need to go off. And why I say at least one of, and that's because, well, it's Greg Popovich on the other sideline. You know, arguably, maybe the best coach of all time in the NBA. He's going to have some tricks and be ready for this team, a team he's played very many times in his career and has had a lot of success against. And don't forget, the Spurs are 3-1 and one versus New Orleans this year. They took the season series. So he's going to try and neutralize one of them. And that means you've got to find ways to get them going early on. Whether that's screening actions with both of them for each other, CJ setting a pick for Brandon Ingram or the other way around, B.I. screening for CJ McCollum, finding ways to get them to their spots, often mid-range, and take those mid-range shots if they're there. Both of these guys are killers at that, particularly Brandon Ingram, and sometimes you've just got to win however it is. It doesn't need to be high-efficiency basketball. It doesn't need to be shots at the rim or only threes. Take what the defense is going to give you and play your game. And mid-range is where Brandon Ingram thrives, as well as C.J. McCollum. And use them in different ways, right? Run some pick and pops. Instead of it being Brandon Ingram always going downhill, um, have him pop to the three-point line to try and space the court a little bit and put that threat in there. If he makes a three early on, the, the San Antonio Spurs are going to respect that. He's too good of a shooter to try and leave just wide open and not contested in some way or run him off the three-point line. That's going to open things up even more. 
And so that's why I think you're really going to need to do a lot of heavy actions with these two guys as well as others. You've seen it in the two latter Spurs games in March that they're daring other players to shoot from three. Herb Jones, Devontae Graham, they're leaving those guys open to take away guys like Brandon Ingram, who didn't really play much against the Spurs this season, at least not those final two games, but to really kind of cramp the floor for C.J. McCollum and throw another defender at him. The Spurs have only played the Pelicans once where both C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram were playing, and that was right after the trade deadline. So I still don't think this Spurs team has really seen the Pelicans at their full strength this year. Yeah, they have the season series, certainly. But they haven't seen kind of a full complement of players firing on all cylinders, which New Orleans is starting to do right now. So make sure they see that. Spring these guys open, get them open, and do what you can. Because if they take both of them away, you're really going to need some help from your bench. Do you really want to rely on Devontae Graham hitting some threes? You know, if you can get that, that's great. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in the third segment when we get into some other factors. Next segment, I want to talk about DeJounte Murray here because he's going to be a key, key part of this for the San Antonio Spurs. But try and get some other guys involved too. Don't just only be these two, but they should be touching the ball, at least one of them, every single possession. If you can do that, it's going to make life easier for a guy like Jackson Hayes, who has had some success against the San Antonio Spurs this season. So... Do that, get those guys going first, and then you can start to feed other players if need be. You can get the ball down low to Jonas Valanciunas later on if that's the case, and that's going to open the game up even more. But by getting your two stars right and get them going right now, that's how you're going to win this game because it'll make things easier for everyone else, and then it means they're scoring. And that's absolutely what you want in this one. If they both have bad games, obviously the Pelicans are going to be cooked. Try and avoid that. So use them in creative ways to create some easy looks or the looks that they want mid-range. And that's going to be a big way that you can win this game. But you're also going to need to play some defense. And there's an all-star that you're going to be facing in DeJounte Murray with the San Antonio Spurs. Let's talk about how they need to neutralize him, how the Spurs are going to use him, and how important of a factor Herb Jones is going to be in tonight's game. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes loss, includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus 100 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. And exclusively for Locked On Pelicans listeners, head to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code Locked On to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. It's already hot in New Orleans. The sun is out. You want to look good in the summer. So go get two pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses to get 50% off. That's code locked on for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast five days a week, Monday through Friday. And we're also... Going to be over at the Pels 12 watch party tonight at the Rusty Nail starting around 5.30, 5.45. 
I'm going to be up on the stage. I think they're doing a live show there from 6.15 to 6.30 or 6.30 to 6.45. I forget. I don't want to break out my phone right now. But these watch parties have been fun. I love meeting you all, talking some hoops with y'all. It's going to be a great time. We'll walk all over to the game together. It's going to be a big, fun time over at the Rusty Nail for the Pels 12 watch party. Definitely be there. Not watch party, pre-game party. Be there. I hope to see you there as well. And of course, make Lockdown Pelicans your first listen every single day. All right, we're talking about the San Antonio Spurs Pelicans play-in tournament game. This is massive. I'm excited. It's a red out in the Smoothie King Center. The Pelicans are going to be wearing the City Edition jerseys, which look really, really good. And if they want to win this game, yeah, they're going to need to get Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum going. But you also need to slow down DeJounte Murray. He's been their all-star this year. He's almost averaging, is he averaging a triple-double? I can look this up. I have it right here. He's really good is what I'm trying to say. He's averaging, no, almost a triple-double. 22 points per game, 8.6 rebounds, and and 9.5 assists. He's good. He's good. He's their best player. He's their number one option offensively. But he's had a bit of a mixed season against New Orleans this year. It's been a little strange. I have the numbers here. In their first game on December 12th, he went for 10 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. 5 of 13 shooting overall. Not the best game, but the Spurs won 112-97. This was pre-trade, so you had Brandon Ingram and Valanciunas out there. When Herb Jones was guarding him, though, he didn't take one single shot. He finished with four assists, but that's it. No points when Herb Jones was guarding him deterred him that much. It's kind of a big deal for slowing down their best player. The second game, February 12th, a 124-114 win for the San Antonio Spurs, right? This was before they were really starting Jackson Hayes a ton in this one. And they got no help from the bench in this game whatsoever. DeJounte Murray, 13 of 22. For 31 points, 7 rebounds, 12 assists. That's a very good game. But when Herb Jones was guarding him, 1 of 4 from the field for just 4 points, and he finished with 5 assists. Basically, everyone else was torching the Pelicans in this one, um, except for Murray when he was being guarded by, by Herb. I mean, what more do you need me to say there? 31 points, 13 of 22 shooting, and when Herb guarded him, which was the majority of the time that Herb was on the court, one of four for four points. That's how you limit a guy, right? That's excellent. When there were other players guarding Murray, he killed him. He destroyed Brandon Ingram in this game. Lonnie Walker was big off the bench, too. Back on March 18th, my birthday, 124-91 win for the Pels with no Brandon Ingram. Murray... 17 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists on 7 of 18 shooting. When Herb was guarding him, 2 of 5 for 4 points with 2 assists. 40% shooting, 4 points, 2 assists. Again, notice a theme here. When Herb is on him, he shuts him down. 326, their final game of the year. 107-103, no brain. And Ingram, San Antonio won that game. 15 points for Murray. 11 rebounds, 13 assists. 4 of 9 shooting, so a bad shooting game overall. But against Herb... One of five for four points and four assists. So in four games, when Herb Jones is guarding Murray, he scored a total of 12 points. You're going to need him on there, right? So this is where things get kind of interesting because you can limit him and Herb does an amazing job of doing that and other guys will kill you. So others are going to need to step up. But in terms of slowing down Murray, Herb Jones can absolutely do it. 
And I think that's going to really be a key thing. The way they defend him is going to be important. Don't let him into the lane because this is what he's done so far this year. Comes off a screen, drives, pulls up, shoots a mid-ranger and makes it. He loves the mid-range just like Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum do. So you need to try and take that midi shot away from him, that mid-range game away from him. Because the other thing is when he starts going downhill like that, you're often having to defend or rotate. And that's why you're seeing him put up some of those assist numbers. And though the Pelicans have limited him in very many of these games, others have stepped up and killed it and he's dishing out a ton of assists because he's starting to break down that defense. So yeah, you can go under screens on him, right? To really try and take that. But you then need to stop that around the mid-range area. You can't just try and take away the rim. You need to make sure you're in position to contest the mid-range shot so that he doesn't even drive. Go under screens and try and force him to shoot three-pointers. He's not a good three-point shooter on the season. He's shooting 33, uh, 32.7%. He's a career 33% shooter, exactly. Let him take those because he's going to be standing on top of the perimeter and there's not going to really be other passes for him to make or no one's cutting and he's not going to be able to dish that out. This is where a guy like Jackson Hayes is going to be important, right? Keep Jackson Hayes... I like the high side of the paint, not just protecting the rim, but ready to try and take away that mid-range game and be a deterrent in that sense. That's going to be key to that. Herb Jones going through screens and then trying to stay right there. Let him take that three. Let him take a super long mid-range shot, right? A 21-foot mid-range shot, a 20-foot mid-range shot. Those are all okay for Herb Jones, or not Herb Jones, for Murray to be taking. And so if they're doing that, they're not just neutralizing him, but not letting the rest of the Spurs get some of those easy looks off of that dribble penetration that Murray is going to have. And look, they're going to try and force switches. They're going to run a lot of creative pick and roll actions to try and force the Pelicans to switch. Because as I mentioned, he's killed Brandon Ingram on switches. He's killed other guys too on switches. One, Herb's going to need to fight through those screens like his life absolutely depends on it. Going under makes it a little bit easier. But this is where you also might see more minutes for a guy like Najee Marshall, who's capable of being, at times, a pretty good perimeter stopper. We saw what he did against, you know, guys like LeBron James this year. He's had a little bit of success against Murray so far this year, too. Maybe Trey Murphy, if they trust him over Najee Marshall, but I wouldn't be shocked if one of those two guys is getting pretty big minutes here to really try and help with that. Maybe you also need to pre-switch, you know, knowing that they're going to try and run a pick and roll or something like that. Take Herb Jones off of him to start, knowing that when that pick's coming, you just switch and all of a sudden it's Herb Jones right there. You do this a lot. You try and pre-switch when guys go to the corner and be like, no, 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 this is the play they're running. Let me go over there. So we don't give them, we give them the switch they want, just not with the players that they want. So you switch before the action so that when you switch during the action, the screen, right, the pick and roll, you switch the guys on where they're supposed to be. I don't think that's what the Pelicans are going to do a ton of. I would imagine Murray would try and take advantage of that being such a smart player. It's why he's an all-star. So I'm going to kind of keep an eye out too if you don't see Herb Jones on Murray to start a possession though. That's what they're trying to kind of create and make happen. There's not a ton of other threats there, right? And that's what I think can kind of help with some of that. So we'll see if that's something that the Pelicans do. But there's other players to watch out for because there is a legitimate number two right now for the San Antonio Spurs that's developed over the past 10 games in Keldon Johnson. 
He's done well against New Orleans too. So what are some of the other big factors that could swing this game one way or another? Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Athletic Greens and AG1. AG1 is a product I use literally every day, and I started taking AG1 because I just want to be healthier. It's a big goal of mine this year, eating better, just putting the right things into your body. But sometimes you just don't have time, right? It's not even sometimes, all the time. I don't have time for a big complicated supplement routine, anything like that. So I started taking AG1 because I throw it into my water bottle, I shake it up, and I drink it, and it's really that easy, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy and it's kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to every morning. So what is this stuff? With one scoop of delicious AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Basically, all of the things. And again, it's easy. I love that. I can take it on the road with me and I travel a lot for work and I'm still taking care of myself, right? It supports better sleep quality, recovery, mental clarity, and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. And AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take much better care of yourself. And it's all in one. It's like nutritional insurance for you. And it's backed by over 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year of supply uh, of a uh, one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you eat a protein bar, you may as well eat the most delicious tasting one. I eat one every single day. These things are awesome. I take them, I basically eat them in instead of lunch all the time. And I look forward to it because they're delicious. Mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, chocolate, uh, sorry, white chocolate, raspberry, cheesecake, all of the flavors you're going to think you're eating a candy bar. So if you have sugar cravings, grab a Bilt Bar instead of all this stuff. They're great for you. And they have Puff Bars, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. And the macros on these are awesome. 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at built.com. That is a promo code that I even use. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're going to be back tomorrow recapping the game. And don't forget about the party, the pregame party over at the Rusty Nail. I'll be there probably by 530, if not earlier than that. I'm looking forward to it. Big Pels Day. This is going to be a lot of fun. I got my Not On Herb shirt ready to go. And thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube as well. Biggest day of the season right here. I appreciate you tuning in. All right, so we've gone over some of the big things, right? Brandon, it, it, sometimes these games are star-driven. Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, DeJounte Murray. Cool. We know that. But what are going to be some other big X factors? And I think for the Spurs, another one's going to be Keldon Johnson. 
Over the final 10 games, he's really emerged as a legitimate number two scoring threat for the San Antonio Spurs. They haven't really had that all season, particularly with trading away a guy like Derek White. But Keldon Johnson over the final 10 games is averaging over 21 points per game. You're going to need to limit that. There's been times when he's burned New Orleans too, coming off of the bench early on in the season, when they didn't really have an answer to that. You're going to see him playing against a guy like Jackson Hayes a lot. And as Jackson Hayes has grown this season, I feel kind of confident in that. That matchup's just going to be interesting in general. Because if you can get Jackson Hayes going a little bit, it just adds another element to what the Pelicans are trying to do. But you've got to not let Keldon Johnson kill you, or really any of the other guys. Lonnie Walker, Jakob Pertl too. And we'll talk about Pertl in a second. Because they can limit Murray. I believe that. But if everyone is playing leaky defense and they're letting him get enough dribble drive penetration, it's going to make it a little bit harder. But if you slow him down and you play sound defense on some of these other guys that are like, look, not not amazing, right? You can win this game. And that's what the Pelicans are going to obviously be really throwing out there. Keldon Johnson playing kind of at the wing, the three, the four, depending on really where he's fitting in. Um, you know, if you put size on him, it slows him down. We've seen Jackson A is able to recover well. And so I think you can see him really kind of handle Keldon Johnson just a little bit. You might see Najee Marshall and Brandon Ingram on that matchup as well, really just kind of depending but if they get those kind of switches and get him on Jackson Hayes and get Hayes out in space or Valanciunas in space, which is going to be a big problem we'll talk about in a second here, keep an eye on that. If they can limit him, though, it goes a long way towards kind of making this Spurs offense like way less scary, I think. And then speaking of way less scary, the or the opposite of that, the Spurs, are, I think, are terrified, as Jeff Garcia said in yesterday's episode of Locked on Pelicans, we did the crossover, he hosts Locked on Spurs of Jonas Valanciunas. They don't know what to do with him. So here's the thing. They're going to try the the Pelicans are going to try and get Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum going early. And then you've got to get the ball to Jonas and feed it to him. In 4 games against the Spurs this season, he's averaging 17 points and 12 rebounds. Punish them inside. The second they start to get creative and double team one of CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram, Get the ball to Valanciunas. Don't do this thing where you forget that he exists. Feed him, feed him, feed him, feed him until the Spurs stop it. Because one, I don't know if they will. Again, he's averaging 17 points per game against them in under 30 minutes of action. Those are really good numbers right there. His shooting percentage against them this season, 57.1%. He has two games above 63% shooting against them been really consistent against Spurs he's also made a three-pointer in every game against the Spurs so far the series four of seven from three against them they're scared of him so punish them with him get the ball down low and try and force some issues when it comes to um, guys like Jakob Pertl because Pertl can be a problem for New Orleans he's a strong rebounder if you get him in foul trouble it really limits some of the damage that he can do he can play a little bit in space too and Valanciunas really struggles defending in space. So don't let that happen. Get the ball down low to Valanciunas. The second they start defending that, it's not going to result in turnovers. Because if you go back to that final game against the Spurs, no Brandon Ingram, where they really needed Valanciunas to step up, he finished with six assists on the night. He can be a focal point and dish it out to others. Go to him, knowing that if they do something about it, 
he can pass out of that and there should be someone else open. He should be kind of the fulcrum of this game. You don't need to start by going to him, but the second things get a little bit harder for B.I. or C.J. McCollum, get him the ball, play that bully ball down low, and open things up and play an inside-out game. He's going to be key. And the final key I have here is three-point shooting. I have this written down. It's just got a big question mark on it, kind of for both teams. Neither of these teams are elite three-point shooting teams or even good three-point shooting teams. So one of the things I'm, I'm not totally worried about in this game is the Pelicans falling behind in like the math battle where all of a sudden the Spurs are raining threes, you're making twos, and what are you going to do at that point? You know, threes are worth more than two. It's a math thing. They should be relatively close in this, which means that if you can get something, anything, from a guy like Devontae Graham off the bench, two threes, three threes, that is such a big advantage for New Orleans, knowing that the Spurs don't really have tons of guys other than maybe Keldon Johnson who can really match up with that and are big, scary threats to score from three. It's Keldon Johnson, basically, and maybe Josh Richardson, depending on kind of what his role is going to be, and he'll be off the bench trying to score. So if you can keep up with that with a guy like Devontae Graham, you're going to be in really good position. The Pelicans are favored by five. This is a close battle, though, right? Everyone's healthy, more or less, for both teams that kind of matter in this one, other than Zion, who's not, by the way, is playing five-on-five. Five. We didn't have time for the update. He is playing five-on-five. Five. Maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow. He's not looking great in the five-on-five five in the simulated games that they're doing. Um, yeah, that could get better, but kind of expected. Um, so, I forgot my train of thought right there. Everyone's healthy, right? These teams are, like, fairly well-matched, but I think the Pelicans have just better top-end talent and that's what you need to win a do-or-die game, an elimination game. And so that's why I feel pretty good about the Pelicans being able, to, being able to get this one done. And I don't think the Spurs have really fully seen them at their like peak efficiency, which they should be getting in this game. Just be smart about what you do. If things get tough for Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum, change your strategy. Go to Valanchunas. He's done well against the Spurs. It's like the biggest X factor right there. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. We'll see if that's it for this season for the actual Pelicans. And be sure to come by the Rusty Nail starting at, say, 530. We'll walk all over to the game together or Uber, depending on the weather and what's going on there. I'll be on part of the live show for a little bit and talking with you all, having a lot of fun before the game. I'm excited. I hope you're excited as well. And Like, seriously, thank you all for being part of the ride, making me part of your day throughout the season. Been up and down, but hopefully ending on a high note here with the play-in tournament. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow. Either you're going to be super happy or maybe a little bit sad, depending, but hey, at least there's meaningful basketball in April, which is a pretty cool thing. So enjoy the game, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.